special report from the Three City Save America Tour in Virginia with Jonathan E. Moore today on our Sacred Fire of Liberty edition of the Robert Scott Bell Show. Coming coming at you from uh, Glen Allen outside of Richmond, Virginia at a place called, I want to say Level 42, but Super Don says that's a slap-based music band from the 80s. Uh, but apparently it's Atlas 42. And if y'all are in the area, come on down starting at 6 o'clock Eastern time today, the 20th, no, the 30th, 30th, 30th of March, 2023. Let's crank it up for health, freedom, and healing, liberty, and let's do what I what we can to save that which is worthy of saving, the origin point of America, the recognition that our individual liberties come from God, not government. And let's have a good time with that and more as we start the Robert Scott Bell Show right about now. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. Voice of health, freedom, and liberty. The Robert Scott Bell Show. All right, on the road we are and having a great time. It's like uh, the old barnstorming tours of America uh, back in the day uh, when you had patriotic people. And I would dare say there was a time in this country that if you were from a different party, it didn't mean you hate America for the most part. And and I'm finding that uh, despite the apparent mainstream media proclamations of a loss of patriotism. Uh, it's out here. Uh, we just had a wonderful event in Lynchburg, Virginia, uh, last night uh, with Jonathan E. Mord and the crew. It was it was absolutely astonishing, a beautiful event and really moving event as well. And we had beautiful uh, gospel and patriotic singers. And if you can be here this evening in Glen Allen, outside of Richmond, Virginia at Atlas 42, six o'clock. Uh, please, please join us after the broadcast. Otherwise, you have another opportunity in Leesburg, uh, Virginia, uh, tomorrow at six o'clock. That'll be the 31st of March, 2023. Be part of history. I really believe that uh, what we're doing here with the run for the U.S. Senate by our good friend, my good friend, Jonathan Emord. Jonathan Emord. Uh, shout out to my wife and kids back home. Apparently, it's a whiteout blizzard snowstorm. And I've got sunshine and sometime in the 50 degrees Fahrenheit. It's beautiful here. I've got the sunshine streaming in. I, actually, I can show you real quick. Uh, let's see, because I've got this movable camera. So you can see outside, sun is shining. It's pretty bright out there. I'm at this, uh, it's an event center where we're holding this. And you can see, how did I get this camera to be eye level? I've got a giant Jenga set under my my setup. Look at this. There's my my mixing board. Again, thanks to all of you that are patron supporters and donators to the Robert Scott Bell Show. And of course, this one that I'm showing you, Jonathan Emord was so gracious and kind uh, to donate many, many months ago now uh, for Super Don to have in his studio. And that's why it sounds so good. And we can do this so much easier uh, on the road, these live remote broadcasts. Uh, so again, today we've got a, a lot to talk about, including something called the Patriot Act on Steroids related to a little uh, Chinese app called TikTok. And we're going to get to that in a moment. Uh, upcoming events include this weekend, Nutritional Frontiers has me coming down to Tampa, Clearwater uh, Beach. And and those of you who found out it's sold out um, this Saturday and Sunday, the third, the first and second of, of April. Um, they are streaming it live for those of you who want to stream in and see the event. It's going to be amazing there. There it is, Mind, Body, Soul Restoration. Uh, and that's happening. The actually, they're going to have a Friday evening event. But I'm going to he be here with Jonathan at uh, in Leesburg that evening. I'll fly out in the morning uh, to get there. But look forward to seeing all my friends. And super happy birthday to uh, one of the smartest people I've ever met, Judy Mikovits, PhD, 
and Joe Messino, great friend from Nutritional Frontiers. We're going to have a great celebration. And we are celebrating uh, the goodness of America. We recognize here that there are a lot of things that have gone horribly wrong or awry. And, and yet, I would argue, as my friend Jonathan, who's going to join me in just a moment, would argue that a lack of uh, historical knowledge has doomed us to repeat failures of the past. Even our founders knew when establishing these United States that there is a lot of history of governments on the planet among men, people, humans, that uh, we wanted to try and circumnavigate or circumvent or prevent. But it didn't take the writing of a Declaration of Independence, which is incredibly important, or a Constitution, which was ratified with, te- with the first 10 amendments being called the Bill of Rights. It, these documents and the wonderful, brilliant words and how they were put together are not enough to preserve liberty. It takes people knowing the basis for liberty, the origin point, and how to prevent government from usurping it. Because the attacks from foreign powers like China pale in some ways in comparison to the lack of knowledge of history of those of us here in America. Except when you meet an immigrant to America, one that came here legally, that wanted to be here because they were drawn here because of the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution and a desire for freedom. They've been living under tyranny in foreign governments, other governments. They've lived under socialism and communism. They said, you know what? America is the best place for freedom. Now, we've lost a lot of that. I acknowledge that. And a lot of people want us to just give up on the idea or the reality. And I'm not here to give up on it. Neither is Jonathan E. Mord. Welcome back to the Sacred Fire of Liberty edition. Jonathan E. Mord, having a great time with you on the road. Thanks, my brother, for inviting me out here. Hey, listen, it's great to have you, Robert. You've been fantastic. He's been emceeing these uh, events, and we're going to have one tonight. I'm sure you're going to knock it out of the park like you did last night, too, Robert. So thanks well, so much. It was so moving, honestly. I mean, the, the beautiful music, the musicians that you brought in, the singers, uh, the gospel, uh, t- uh, just it just moves, it stirs the soul, and it recognizes that everybody coming to America or that are here that recognize that, yes, there's a, a beauty and a majesty about the defense of liberty that we are not giving up on. We have not become so cynical to believe that we should just abandon it because, hey, things haven't gone perfectly for our entire existence. It's no, that's not a reason to give up on America and the high ideals that we would like to strive for and reinstitute. Every generation has a fight for liberty, uh, and ours is no different. And this one is a mortal fight. Within the next few years, we're going to determine the fate of our country. But I believe that the silent majority will become vocal, and I believe the silent majority is going to take America back, and we're going to lead that movement here in Virginia. We're going to be the point of the spear. As I said last night, we're going to be the tip of the spear, and we hope that the audience fulfills its role of fulfilling that role as being the rest of the spear so that we can strike the beast of socialism, uh, slay it, and then return our country to the republic that it's supposed to be. Yeah. And we had people in Lynchburg. It was a wonderful crowd. I mean, uh, all age groups. And we had some friends. I, I, I won't even name some of them that came, but let's say one super duper awesome farmer and his wife showed up and we had a great time conversing on a lot of things. Very, very oriented toward freedom. And yet there is concern by some that if you if you come out, you know, vociferously for freedom, that you could be canceled in certain segments of our population and society. And I think this is a, a, a rogue attempt to frighten us away from our high ideals. And I am not going to abandon it. I know you are not, uh, but I recognize that there are challenges economically to just having a belief system that in the past was 
pretty much embraced by most all Americans that now somehow has been twisted into a way that if you are for freedom, you are somehow, well, name the epithet that they'll throw at you for doing so. But we're not stopping. We're not worried about what they throw at us. We're worried more or less about our kids and grandkids. What kind of country will they grow up in? Will it be tyrannical socialism or will it be, again, one that's rooted in freedom? And I don't mean crony capitalism any more than you do. I don't need social social welfare for corporations. We want real freedom. Yeah, uh, I think that, uh, you know, we look to our our upbringing and we, we most of us who are watching this program, I think almost all of us who watch this program love liberty. And one of the things that, uh, you know, and I talk about a bully. I mean, this is all thuggery. This idea of character assassination, cancel culture, the whole bit is just thuggery uh, when they attack people online and they're vicious and they have, use social media to try to destroy people. This is all, of course, uh, a rather brutish and ugly side of the far left that is so frequently a part of their methodology. Uh, and that, in fact, happened here in Virginia, but with Suparna Dutta. But what I'd like to point out is that, you know, you don't have to be afraid of the bully. You should take them on. If we're going to win this fight, we have to be willing to fight. I remember when I was a little kid, I think I was about eight years old, and there was a child who was about 16 years old. He was a bully, and he was much, much bigger than I was. And I told my father, who was a former professional boxer, that, uh, gee, Dad, I was embarrassed to tell him. I said, gee, Dad, I'm, I'm afraid that I'm going to, this kid, we're going to get in a fight, and I'm afraid he'd kill me, Dad, because he's so much bigger than I am. And my dad said, um, you know what? Uh, that wouldn't be so bad, son. And he, I, I couldn't believe it, but he instantaneously took away the fear of death from me. He didn't have any fear of death. But by saying that to his own son, he basically said, you know, this isn't so bad. Uh, and then he organized a little uh, boxing match in our backyard. He put a boxing ring there and he was the referee. And the poor chap who I boxed uh, in that little experiment uh, during the first, my father knew I had endurance. So the other kid, uh, the first rounds, my father kept them rather short. Mm -hmm. So I was uh, not damaged too much. But then as he began to fatigue, my dad extended the time of the remaining rounds and he was screaming bloody murder that it wasn't fair. And my father said, you you agreed to have me be your referee and you're going to accept my judgment as to what time is. And so then at the end, by the end, he had been he fell down to his knees and I was hitting him and getting away with the better part of it. And uh, then my dad declared that that I was the victor and the kid was extremely upset. My father said, you should uh, be ashamed of yourself. You just got beat up by an eight year old. And then he. Um, he, he said, if you have a real problem with that, just have your father come over and I'll deck him too. <laughs> and that was that. But those are the old days. And those were the days when we had World War II generation that was serious about defending liberty. And I think what we have now is a body of people who are uh, an extreme minority that are uh, pushing this whole woke agenda. And they are interested in destroying our great republic and our freedoms. Mm -hmm. And they're as much an enemy as the any uh, horrible foreign enemy that we've ever faced. And they're here within us, within our yeah. own ranks. Now, but I believe we're going to prevail over them. And I think we are going to take back our country. And I'm confident that uh, we gotta, campaign will achieve that. We got to tap into our toughness again. And, uh, I, you know, Super Don, if you hear a story like that, that Jonathan just shared about his dad and, you know, boxing in the backyard like that, people today, I mean, they're fainting. 
listening to that story. It's like, oh my oh, goodness, my yes. Right? Where's Where's Child Protective Services? I can't, yeah. I can't believe you're doing that. Right, yeah. Super D, uh, you and me. When we were out, you know, uh, we were gone for the whole day and they say, come back at dark. And you might hear, you know, clanking of pans or yelling, you know, at dark, come on home. And we were out. that was, I mean, when you think about it, someone who's 16 years old could really do a number on someone who's eight years old. Yeah. And, uh, and my father was so smart. He not only uh, eliminated any fear that I had, but he also uh, created that environment where he could control the conflict. So he knew the conflict would come. It's inevitable that the bully's going to beat up on the kid he wants to beat up on. It's just uh, what are the circumstances? In this way, he was able to both give me confidence and teach the bully a lesson. And then I never had any problems with that kid after that at all. Right. In and fact, there was no permanent, let's say, injuries that occurred. It was a controlled okay. environment where there wasn't going to be anything that would be permanent. So uh, it's a quite different uh, instance than what the government sets up in terms of COVID jabs where you have permanent injuries and permanent death. And you think, well, those backyard, those dads, how dare they? And it's like, look at the government and people perceive the mommy, daddy government. They're willing to sacrifice your life at a moment's notice for not even anything worthwhile other than to enslave you or others because they want to teach you a lesson to make you permanently frightened. They're like the bully that never got the lesson. Right. Well, we have we have a wicked parent in the government. The government wants to be the parent, wants to be have, exercise paternal control in place of individual parents for kids. And look what they've doing, look what they're doing, utterly disastrous in the CRT and the transitioning. That's their parenting. Child abuse is their parenting. So look, you can't trust government at all. Ronald Reagan had it right. You know, there's really no way that you can trust in government and expect anything good to come out of it. We got to limit government severely and we have to trust in the private sector and individual liberty. We built our nation on individual liberty, on innovation and on the freedom to express oneself and having that environment. You can do anything. It's nothing is beyond the means of people if they're free. But if they're enslaved, my goodness, if they're enslaved by the state, look at the misery that is caused. But not only that, look at the de-evolution of mankind that takes mm -hmm. place under communism. If you want to take a, a recent experiment in communism, go down to Venezuela, see how long you can survive in that state. I mean, inflation is over a thousand percent. People don't even get regular water service. They don't get electrical service that's reliable. Sound familiar? That's coming from Joe Biden to the United States under this whole program of windmills and, and uh, solar panels that are going to replace the fossil fuel industry. Watch how reliable the uh, power service will be then. California will give us a, a, is giving us and will continue to give us sneak previews of where we're going with intermittent power shortages and all sorts of uh, difficulties. Uh, you want to you have an electric car? I guess you in California, you can charge it at night, perhaps, but you can't charge it during the day because they don't have enough power available in the state because of all the radical changes they've made to get rid of fossil fuels. And it goes on and on. But yeah, freedom. If we're going to thrive, we need yeah. to be free. We can't thrive, thrive without freedom. I, I want to assess the, the, the freedom that our government does not grant us that perception is wrong if you believe it does. I mean, it was instituted among men to protect liberty, not to violate it. And we have a, a real situation. Super Don, come back here. Don't go away. I, I need you on this one because I got to bring up this thing called TikTok. And I know the kids are using it. You said to me that we have a TikTok account, although I don't know that we use it. I've never actually been on TikTok, although I've seen on Instagram where they have 
TikTok-like little blurbs or short version things. And what I understand in China, this is a Chinese app that in China primarily is used for education, like little mini education videos. But here in America, it's used like you got, I don't know, kids that are dressed as, you know, cross-dressing kids. Like it's it's just weird how radically different it is. And I don't know it's 100% that, but there's a significant part of that that they don't allow in China on TikTok, right, for their own people. But it's manifesting here. So now we've got the controversy and, and, the, and the federal government is going, hey, what do we do? What do we do? Pretending that they care about China in, invading. Like most the Democrats are like, whatever, we love China. We wish we could be more like China under COVID and everything. Uh, but now they're saying that there's this Patriot Act on steroids. Instead of actually solving the problem, they want to basically imprison Americans who use TikTok that they can implicate as being somehow Chinese spies for sharing information with China. Does this make any sense, Super D? Is that what I'm seeing here? That, well, yes. So what you've got is you've got this thing called the Restrict Act. And and basically, so let's back it up for just a second here. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've been, unless you've been living in a cave, I mean, people have been talking about TikTok in China in the news for months now. Uh, TikTok is an app that was developed in China, and there's been some you know, some information put out there that China is using it to collect data from right. people that use it. Uh, but you know, it's like China's the enemy. Listen, we're, we're not friends. You know, look, China's, they, they've got, they do some bad stuff. They fly balloons over our country. I mean, come on. You know, it's like, it's, there's no mystery that China has an agenda here. Okay. Mm-hmm. But what they've zeroed in is on this TikTok app, because there are literally billions of people that use this TikTok around the world. And a lot of people here in, in the United States, mm-hmm. um, when it comes to collecting data, I think it's interesting that they focused on the data thing because if you look at most social media platforms that are out there, the main thing they do is what? Collect data. Collect data. Sell ads based on what they Twitter, know Twitter, yeah. Facebook, Instagram, you name it. You know, that, that's what they but do. If, but if there is harm, we know China is not a friend to the United States. That's not a mystery. The question is, what is Congress going Hey, you know well, what we can do? We can write a law that will imprison Americans. hundred percent. Yes. I mean, yes. So what, what they're doing here is they're taking, they're, they're basically taking the anti-China thing, mm-hmm. which I, again, I agree with. I mean, something needs to be done about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what they're doing is they're, they're taking the popularity of let's, let's uh, go after China. And they're taking this bill and trying to uh, give the government these powers they're absolutely outrageous. What they want to do, basically, just you know, in in a nutshell, mm-hmm. uh, they want to ban TikTok, and they want to have a law that will state that if anybody circumvents this law, where it says that you cannot do that, that they will have the ability to fine them up to like a million dollars. They can they can throw somebody in prison for twenty years. Uh, the, who wants to give anybody that kind of power? You're getting this the police state that China has over its people. Yeah, they're becoming China, basically. Like, yes. I, I look, this is a criminal justice issue, appropriately a criminal law type issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what we have is uh, to the extent that China is using this vehicle to gather information on Americans or engage in espionage uh, uh, with Americans or accessing biometric data, whatever they're trying to ultimately do on the american population that's a national security issue it is an issue for law enforcement to deal with 
appropriate legislation that would focus on interdicting Chinese influence across the board in uh, internet platforms. I mean, I'm sure it's not just TikTok. So I, I think, yeah, we have to do that. We have to protect the independence of industry in the United States and all industry and all of our government facilities and infrastructure from the nefarious influences of, of a, an enemy of the United States, China, which is using all sorts of means to infiltrate our country and infiltrate free enterprise. So having this, my first it's myopic in this, to the extent that it's only focusing on TikTok. Secondarily, it's a blunt instrument when they need a surgical strike. In other words, you don't destroy every aspect of something if there's an aspect of criminality to it. You prosecute that. You go after the thing that threatens our national security. If there's a technological means to interdict these interventions by China or to block the transmission of that information back to China, you use those vehicles. And if a party is engaged in it, then you go after them. But you don't take down the entire institution uh, in engaging in mass censorship and incarceration of people who are innocent and are just attempting to gain access to an entertainment vehicle. I mean, this is a it is it's further it's worse than that. I mean, it's an opportunity the way this thing is written for the governor of the United States to essentially replace the nefarious influences that they're condemning. Uh, by using our, our power as a state and our intelligence services to go after our own people. That's not what we should be doing. The people are, are uh, victims of this. We should be interdicting the Chinese influence. We should be prosecuting it. And we should be um, looking at it not as an, in a myopic sense, but all over. I mean, Chinese uh, espionage is taking place in major businesses, companies, uh, in uh, uh, the communications industry, in government, in the schools. It's all over the place, to tell you the truth. And in order to uh, deal with that, you need a very vigorous response. But that response needs to, not, needs to be very tailored to those who are guilty of the offenses, not to embrace innocent parties. And that's what this is about. Yeah, I mean, bad bill, bad bill. You you think about the rational response versus the highly irrational response, except to those that want to strengthen the power of the central bureaucracy to make more criminal law to uh, uh, entrap and ensnare I mean, average folks that are not doing. This. Pointing out here, we have a bill that masquerades as a bill to to help us stop China because it's a horrible totalitarian com country. And it's a bill that is actually increasing the totalitarian powers of the United States government. Yeah. Well, what about the slippery slope here? You know, this is like, let's look beyond the TikTok situation here. If you give the gov government the power to be able to do something like this, where does it, does, does it end there? It Not never ends there. Anytime, it, yeah, look at what happened with the Patriot Act. They don't just like, okay, well, we're going to, this very narrow, uh, you know, use of these powers that you've been given to us, that have been given to us, and we're just going to stop there and we won't do anything else with it. That's not how government works, you know? So what, what, what other social media platform are they then going to say, oh, well, the uh, the, the head of the, the, the board of the people of this social media, that one of them happens to be from, some other country that would be considered a foreign adversary, you know, so we're going to ban that one too. We're going to ban that one too, you know, and, and when does it become a, a weapon where they use it in order to silence people that don't, that they don't agree with? 
Right. What about the, what, are they going to go after Truth Social because all the conservatives are there, you know, or something? Yeah, I think there's a slippery slope. Knock there. on the door, and as Reagan reminded us, beware of the knock on the door when the government agent's there and says, "Hi, I'm from the government, and I'm here to help." Mm. Uh, that's always a uh, an invitation to utter disaster for you and your family. Speaking of that, there's another article here. This uh, uh, journalist Matt Taibbi, who has you know broken yeah. the Twitter files. Apparently, the day he was supposed to, or or he did uh, testify in Congress or whatever about what he had uncovered, they were trying to just just blast him. He's not a real reporter. Anything they could do to destroy him, the IRS just shows up on his doorstep. Says, "Hey, we need to talk." I'm just like, when right. does the IRS just show up on your doorstep? Don't they right. send letters to <laughs> go, "Hey, we're looking into this. We need to audit whatever it is." That was. I weird. thought they always do that. Don't they always just come out and make a house call? Uh, when what they is want that? It? I don't think that was normal. Was that? It never happens. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, more than a coincidence, wouldn't you say so? Weaponizing, again, the IRS. H- have we ever had that in history? I think that's happened before. Who's well, and they're trying to do it now. now. They're trying yeah. to do it now. That's why, uh, what was it, Biden wanted to hire, how many was it, 180,000 uh, IRS agents? What was that woman who was with the nonprofit division at the IRS who uh, famously uh, assisted the Biden administration in going after conservative organizations that had 401c? Remember that. Yeah. Remember her name, anybody? I don't, I don't remember her name, though. Uh, yeah. Well, she that I mean, that's in our recent history. There's a long actual history of the use of presidents of the, you know, using the IRS to go after opponents and using the IRS to go after political groups with which they disagree. Um, it's a dark side of the history of our country, and it's, uh, it's proof positive that the what what Don was talking about earlier, the slippery slope situation, I mean, you don't check these abuses and you don't route them out of government, and you're going to get a lot more of them because if they think they can get away with using it in one instance, they will use mm-hmm. another. George Washington spoke to this early in our history <clears throat> when he said, let there be no change by usurpation, for though in one instance it may be an instrument of good, it is the customary weapon by which free governments are destroyed. You breach the bounds of the Constitution in one instance, and that creates a precedent for you to do so in others. And while you may be in, in a political position where you favor the action taken in the first instance, you should be ready to have your own head on the silver platter in the second instance, because mm-hmm. your opponent will use the same power channel to go after you. Exactly. I don't know why that these people can't figure this out, that they're not always going to be in charge. And um, you give that kind of power to the central bureaucracy. Our, our founders warned us it will be used against you. You like what they're doing now. And, that you know, look, let's be honest about this, Jonathan. The Republicans have used this in the past as the Democrats have. And I'd, I'd ask for some maturity here, which is what you convey and what you manifest in your life, you know, a recognition that those powers are, aren't, they don't belong to the federal government. They should not be there, even if we could do good things with it, right? Because always they're going to be taken and turned the opposite direction. Yeah. Thomas Jefferson said, I'm not a friend of a very energetic government. It is always oppressive. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Energy in government is not good. One of my uh, uh, primary opponents in his campaign uh, has, his slogan is, uh, make government work better. What a disaster. <laughs> what? what a disaster it would be if, if, in fact, government worked better. No, we don't want that. We want government not to work better. In fact, we want government not to work at all in most instances because we want the private sector to be paramount. As long as the private sector is paramount, then you have little to worry from government. But when you so heavily tax as we do today, 
and so heavily spend and you allow government to insinuate itself in every aspect of our lives, then it's not long before your freedoms are gone. Uh, government is rapacious. Government is a parasitic animal. Government is rapacious. It takes away freedom to the extent that you allow it to grow. It's, it's, con it's a direct uh, inverse relationship with freedom. Mm -hmm. if, if you have a very expansive, uh, open, wide open, robust debate environment with free enterprise uh, predominating, then what you have is a government that is a servant of the people. If instead you allow government to become the primary economic power and influence in, in, in our lives, of course, you then are ceding control over your future to bureaucrats and you are then nothing more than a slave. It, it is the inevitable course of mankind to be free, but government, those in power, lust for control and invariably over time they gain it. And yeah. so what was it? Jefferson said you had to bleed the tree of liberty. I believe it was every 14 years, he said, in recognition of this reality that, my goodness, this parasite that we're creating in government is a very dangerous thing. And we have to control it and limit it. And if we don't, it will sooner or later take away the life's blood that is necessary for you to function. You know, it's just like a parasitic relationship. Mm -hmm. If you have a, a parasite that is in your body and it's uh, uh, operating in a way that is not uh, deleterious to your overall health, you will tolerate it unbeknownst to its uh, uh, potential. But once it reaches a point where it actually deprives you of the resources necessary to sustain life, well, then you will be very upset when you're looking yeah. at your fate because, and you'll realize that, gee, I should have gotten rid of that parasite earlier. Or if I couldn't get rid of it completely, and that's the argument for government, yeah. if I couldn't get rid of it completely, I would at least contain it because yeah. it's nefarious aspects. And so the founding fathers created a constitution of delegated powers and the government was not to exceed the powers delegated. But in point of fact, today, it's so vastly exceeded it. As you and I well know, three quarters of all federal law is not the product of those we elect. It's the product mm -hmm. of the unelected heads of the bureaucratic agencies. The entire bureaucratic state is unconstitutional, to tell you the truth. And when you look at the fundamental principles of this country, the powers that went into the executive and the judicial and the legislative were delegated and non-delegable thereafter. Yeah, you couldn't. They do were it allowed right. to be delegated because of the progressive era push for administrative state efficiency and control in place of the laborious lawmaking process and judicial review that defines our protects our freedom. It's laborious because you if you make it efficient or in the words of one of my opponents, make mm -hmm. government work better. Yeah. You uh, you you ruin people's freedom in the process. You, you don't give them easier better. access to you your life, better. liberty, and property. Yeah, well, uh, we don't need better government. We want less government. Less government, Jonathan. Um, going back to your young years, coming out of school, not long after being out of school, you get a call from someone at the FCC, the Reagan administration, saying, "Hey, we want you to come work for us." And your response was, "No, I don't believe the FCC should even exist." And, and I like tell tells me a lot about your DNA for freedom and understanding the Constitution, even as a young, young man out of college. And they said, well, that's exactly why we want you to come to work at the FCC, because you have that belief system. We've it's been a long time since we've had any administration at the executive level actually believe that not just, you know, have a rhetorical perspective on it. I believe Trump had some intent to reduce the oligarchy to some degree. He, he certainly doesn't have the constitutional knowledge that you have or. Uh, someone who endorsed you, Ron Paul has, 
but very few people do. That's why, again, I, I am so encouraged to, you know, when you call, I'm here for you, my brother, because I want to see you in the U.S. Senate because we'll all benefit with that constitutional fealty or knowledge as well. Uh, your ability to, uh, you know, with great oratorical skills to communicate the reasons why you have, you know, beliefs that you have and also to propose legislation that would limit something like this from occurring. I mean, look at, you know, the mandates on on COVID jabs, experimental injections, uh, just horrific things that have destroyed not only lives, but certainly the economy, which also further destroys lives because you destroyed freedom. And uh, there's been um, there's an article later we're going to cover. You're going to be you're going to be getting ready for the event at that at point in time. But uh, according to this study, COVID jabs caused 300,000 deaths. The jabs themselves, 147 billion dollars in damages to the economy uh, that continued was you know are unspooling as we as we speak here. And what could you do on the floor of the Senate, for instance, to stop this? ever happening again. I'm not saying that you're, you know, you're not a dictator in the Senate any more than we want a dictator for a president, but there's certainly got to be some things you could do in the Senate. Well, I, I plan to champion legislation that is going to uh, ban the jabs. I mean, we're going to end all mask and vaccine mandates, and we are also going to reimburse those who lost their jobs uh, because of the government pushing them out of their employment through this, these mandates. They need to get their jobs back. Military people who had early retirement didn't really want to retire. They should be able to go back into the military service. They're invaluable. We lost, I mean, we really hurt our military. And not only that, look at all the people that uh, lost their jobs in fire departments, police departments, and hospitals, doctors, and people who had their licenses revoked because they dared to give ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine. These aren't horrible people. These are people who are trying to save the lives of others and they should not have been so rudely and outrageously treated and censored and mm -hmm. shunned and kicked out of their professions. They need their, their positions back. And to the extent that that's possible under federal law, I certainly will uh, push for legislation to achieve that end. And furthermore, uh, this is a situation in the schools. I mean, my goodness, we've got this vaccine schedule that the idiots put the fifth uh, dose of uh, the, you know, the booster dose COVID, on yeah. that schedule to make uh, mandatory for kids all across the country mm -hmm. uh, taking this through state law. Well, for example, here in Virginia, the public health system, uh, it, when it receives the CDC uh, uh, schedule, schedule uh, yeah. automatically requires um, right? yeah. So this, is, this has to be stopped. So we're going to stop that whole system at CDC. I'm going to introduce legislation to prevent that from having that effect. Indeed, we have to make sure that children are not required and therefore to be vaccinated. And therefore, we need legislation to cut off the funding for schools, federal funding, if they insist on mandatory vaccination of kids. We need to prevent that. Of course, I would like to see an end to the Department of Education. I don't think there's a basis for that existence. There is not. Um, there's, no, the there's no basis for the Department of Energy. Yeah. The question I, I have about the Federal Trade Commission either. Yeah. And, and also the Consumer Credit Bureau that was created by uh, Obama was made by an executive order. It has no legal foundation. It's entirely unlawful. And, and the Supreme Court's looking at that right now. Amazing. Uh, you know, and when I hear the word ban, and any libertarian that hears the word ban, they get, oh, wait a second, you're going to use the power of the government to ban something? You're talking about prohibiting the government from banning you or prohibiting or forcing you to do something. In other yeah, words, banning mandates. Yeah, it shouldn't be needed We're to getting do. rid of mandates yeah. on vaccination and masking. 
That's what we're doing. In other words, in perpetuity, we are banning the federal government just as the Bill of Rights requires, but we are banning the federal government from imposing vaccine requirements across the board mm -hmm. on uh, individuals. We need that. And, and the same with, with masking. I mean, this is your personal autonomy. This is your right. If you don't have control over your own body, you don't have control over yourself. It's the very it, definition of slavery if you don't have control yeah. over your own body. It's astonishing, Jonathan, that we're even at this point to discuss that we may need that, right? Because I don't think there was any basis in our Constitution that provides for emergency authority to force people to get a medical treatment or an no. intervention. And, and so it's unconstitutional, to tell you the truth. I mean, under the uh, un, I know there's the Jacobson decision and they've required vaccination. But this is a really a deviation uh, from 14th Amendment law. It is a deviation from your liberty right under the under the 14th Amendment uh, when they uphold state laws that compel vaccination. And that is all because of this perverse influence that was exercised by Oliver Wendell Holmes in the Buck versus Bell decision upon which Jacobson was based, in which he compelled uh, people who were deemed unfit by the state to uh, be sterilized. Um, and that outrageous assumption of power, he also said, was not a violation of your uh, rights to life and liberty and property. And so when it comes to this, it's a logical extension of that decision. But that decision was wrong. Buck versus Bell was wrong. Jacobson was wrongly decided. It's high time we got back to a Supreme Court decision that makes the 14th Amendment in this context like it is in all other contexts which is to say that the state cannot compel you without a substantial governmental interest uh, and a, a, a narrow tailoring. And that's not possible here because they don't look at individuals. They do this in mass. This is collectivism. Mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. This is collectivist medicine. And it's wrong when, you know, my perception is when doctors that are licensed for, you know, basically uh, practice collectivist medicine like that yeah, the state rather than practicing right based on their independent professional judgment they are bureaucrats they're individual response etc so you know we're dealing with something that is so far removed now okay you brought up another interesting point about those of us that would say well let's uh let's you know hopefully the supreme court will correct this but we're sitting on decisions that are over 100 years old that, as you point out, are wrong. So we have to have other means of checks and balances between the various you know, forms of government that have all been you know, collectivized in, under one executive branch right now, as you've seen, with rarely do we see the correct. I mean, it happens, you know, and it's great when it does. But if we count on that or wait for that, I don't think we can wait for that because people die. Well, you know, I, 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 I'm adamant about this. I am going to introduce legislation to end the vax and mask mandates. I'm going to introduce that legislation promptly upon my election to the Senate. And, you know, Kane, by the way, mm -hmm. uh, just recently, uh, the uh, House introduced legislation to end the COVID emergency powers of the president. And yeah, I've got one to end immediately. Kane says I'm not instead, right. And instead, uh, this rem remarkably pro statist individual who's called Tim Kane, mm -hmm. he decides that no, he's going to vote against that because he wants the American people to be under a false state of emergency with absolute uh, dictatorial powers given to the president 
for an, until the end of the president's wish that it be eliminated. Right. What, what, which is what, May, right? May. Kind of hope, like I'm that. sorry, Jonathan. I know he would be your opponent here in Virginia, but what kind of political moron would vote against ending the mandate at this or, or the state of emergency at this point? What and is? I, 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 can you believe it? I mean, here we are in the endemic phase. The pandemic is long past us now. We're well into the endemic phase. And you've got these people with really uh, no compassion for humanity and total uh, absorption of this notion of government power par, par excellence. Everything mm -hmm. is going to be controlled by the state who are saying, don't don't give up that power. Don't give up that emergency power to control people. We need it for another month. Let's yeah. just hold on. And within that month, they may come up with another justification for an exercise right. of emergency power. That It's all about their power. And so when Tim Kaine did this, what he's really doing is slapping every citizen in Virginia in the face, saying, I'm not going to give up my power to rule over you, to give you freedom of choice. That's what he's saying when he does this. And it's unacceptable. We are free people. This never should have happened to us. And that he's doing this is a gross affront to our liberty. And he wants power over us when there's no justification. Yeah. He just... He did, you know, they don't articulate a rationale even now. They yeah. just say, oh, to be safe. What he said was, yeah. oh, to be safe, maybe there'll be a problem. You know, that's true. To be, you know, there's always going to be a problem, right? I have a permanent you know, state of emergency. Yeah, we have a problem. So this is just ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous. I, I, Jonathan, I, like I was saying, we get you through the primary, which I anticipate will happen. But again, I'm encouraging everybody, please, wherever you are, support Jonathan Emord, emord4va.com. You can see the events coming up tonight in Glen Allen outside of Richmond, 6 o'clock local time. Tomorrow, Leesburg, uh, Virginia, Northern Virginia, uh, 6 o'clock East, uh, Eastern time. Uh, and it's just it's a wonderful time to get together and realize that we're not all afraid and we do love freedom and we do love the goodness in America. We're trying to reestablish that the best of our ability. But you look at this Tim King guy, and as I said, how is he going to run from his, you know, his his enthusiastic support of COVID jab mandates, mandatory masking? And it turns out the answer is clear. He's not going to run from it. No. He actually is continuing. No, I mean, he's he's been for this whole thing. He's been for all the lockdowns. He's been 100 percent for the mm -hmm. mandates for vaccination, the employment employer mandate that Biden had where everybody in a company with 100 or more would have to be vaccinated or, or uh, terminated or weekly tested. He was 100% for that. He was totally behind Fauci. I mean, this man is really unrepentant in that he does not even to this day recognize that anything he did in forcing people to give up their liberty and their kids to be vaccinated is wrong in the least. This is the mindset of the authoritarian. This is the person who thinks the only answer to every question is for government to give it and for everybody to get in line and follow the government's direction. Has no faith in individual liberty, the freedom to choose, how to direct your own life, and believes instead that the role of the government is to channel and correct and dictate how we live. Amen. Dude, I, I just, I like, it's just going to be embarrassing when you're, if he ever tries to debate you, I'm just going to be, I won't be crying for him, but I'll be embarrassed for him. If, if any family members of his are around that love him and care for him and say, don't do it, don't even bother to talk to, but I, you know, obviously that. Well, as Abraham Lincoln said, turnabout is fair play. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, look, he deserves it. Couldn't happen to a not nicer guy uh, to have him uh, go up against you and lose. Uh, so that's the fun we got going on here. Also, uh, there is an article. Uh, let's see. So with the vote, the end of the emergency. We have all of this linked up in the show notes at robertscottbell.com. Thanks to Superdon. And you guys can sign up for the newsletter by uh, texting my initials RSB to the number 22828. So if you have a phone and you're not driving, go 22828. That's where you want to send the text and then send the message RSB so you can get the newsletter. Uh, and uh, there's always great information. Of course, upcoming events are uh, available there, sometimes in the newsletter or at the website, including the two that we, we got left uh, tonight and tomorrow with Jonathan. And I know, Jonathan, you have more coming up in April. Uh, and it, like I said, anytime you need me, you just let me know. Uh, and uh, there's just so much fun to, to be had meeting awesome people. Oh, it's been great. From everyday now, walks of life. Lynchburg. We were in Lynchburg. We had an event last night in Lynchburg. Mm-hmm. Uh, over the course of days leading up to that, my campaign manager here is so exhausted. He's snoring in the background. <laughs> anyway, uh, he's, he's, we're in a hotel room. He yeah, came in, lay down on the bed here, and now he's out. Yeah. And he's snoring uh, loudly in the background. So anyway, uh, here's the thing. We were, we were uh, at these events in Lynchburg, and we met probably close to 600 people all across. Look at that picture. Isn't that beautiful? Great. This, this is where this, we were, right, Robert? This aviary was built in 1902, and we had this beautiful event last night. It was just spectacular, and we had this, this sing, like I said, the patriotic singers, the the gospel, uh, everything. You know, we had, you know, uh, some memories for the fallen as well, and uh, I took that one from the side there while you were speaking to the crowd, and then um, just beautiful and the people that, that showed up were just really concerned caring people and they they really recognize the crazies that has been going on and and after the event we went to a local this is a place that i grew up kind of eating like this so it wasn't <laughs> my thing anymore but i i so appreciated the people that were working there how much fun yeah. we had sitting at the bar it was like a diner yeah what was it called uh, uh texas inn texas inn texas and again very famous in that part of uh, virginia yeah. And the I don't know. Senator, Governor Yunkin went there. Yes. And they, were, they remembered him, of course. And they mm-hmm. said, oh, yes, you know, Governor Yunkin came here. How about you go ahead and tell a story about that wonderful waitress that we had who was really a, a great, uh, great Republican conservative, actually. It was just such a it was such a hoot to talk to them because, you know, they're like, again, salt of the earth down, working hard every day and, and you know, not asking for much, but just doing their thing and just enjoying people. The interaction at the at the little, you know, those little bar areas sitting down, just laughing, joking, a lot of fun stuff. I was like these these are awesome people. And in the middle of, you know, the Virginia countryside, this this little town and uh, at a certain point. Um, we were talking about what we were there doing. You, you know, can't, Andrew, campaign manager, was interacting. We were all interacting, going, yeah, and here's Jonathan Nemort. He's running for the Senate to get, you know, defeat Tim Kaine. They're like, oh, wow, that's great. And uh, and then somehow, I don't know how it came up, she says, and I'm completely unvaccinated. I am unjabbed. I'm like, you know, we were all applauding, going, she saw through the, the, the lies and the deception, and she didn't fall for it. She said, yeah, there was a lot of pressure, but I didn't fall for it. Yeah. You yeah. know. Common and, and sense yeah. rained the day for her. She was totally governed by common sense. She knew better and she wasn't yeah. going to do that. Yeah. And this, is, and this is where I go to the hoity-toity Harvard, Boston educated people. No, I'm not trying to pick on you guys up there, but you're so educated. You look at people in the country as rubes and dumb and like, and they didn't fall for it, but you did. How about that for? Yeah. 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 Well, it was great. I don't know if you have that picture, Robert. Do you have that? Uh, Do you have that picture or video from that uh, last night? I think we had sent it to your phone. I don't know. You have to transfer it from your phone out into the uh, 
but it was just fun. You'll see everybody sitting at, lo- at this long bar, and uh, there we go. Yeah. And that's (laughs) Jonathan's daughter, Angelica. She's such a hoot. She sang the national anthem so beautifully. Uh, And I was just, we were all inspired by her and what she did and all the, all the musical guests as well. And uh, I'm just hoping we can do one out West where um, my daughter and your daughter can sing together. It would be so amazing. Uh, But uh, but she's a hoot and your, your wife was there taking that video. That's what's from Cheryl's camera. And it, it uh, but again, you see those folks behind the, the bar doing their thing, working hard every day. And they just had a, a great sense of humor, a great outlook on life. They weren't, you know, victims, even right. though they were, you know, actively engaged and saying, man, this is great. I love what you guys are doing. Thank you for coming in here. And it was just like I said, why don't, how these people are afraid of people like that? You know, that's the thing they want us to divide. Be afraid. Those people are so scary and dangerous, those people in the country. No, they're not. And there were people of all races coming in all night while we were there for at least an hour or more. You know, for those that go, oh, that's just like, you know, how the stereotypes work. No, everybody was coming in and just enjoying the interaction. I could see they had been friends for years in this town. Yeah. And I'm like. Yeah, well, we met, you know, we met probably 600 to 800 different people all throughout the our tour down through. Lynchburg and it was really incredible uh, and it was wonderful because they were so welcoming and these are wonderful patriots uh, just fantastic and they're being grossly disturbed by uh, the socialist person Tim Kaine who's trying to take away everything they have mm-hmm. and they realize that uh, I think they're ready to go we're, we we come out of this with a very strong patriot base that's supporting our candidacy I'm grateful for that we're going to next go to Richmond tonight where we are and then uh, tomorrow night to uh, Leesburg. Yeah, it will be it will be great. This is the start of our campaign movement uh, in a very significant personal way across the state. By the time we're through, there'll be some 13 of these mm-hmm. and we will be uh, which is not a coincidence. We chose 13 because it's the 13 original colonies. Yeah, uh, but we're going to get all the way through this state and meet a lot of great people. All right, let's talk about the culture in the courts. Mary Holland with the Children's Health Defense, she's in many ways a brilliant legal uh, scholar, and she's done a lot of great work on, on defense against mandatory vaccines. And this is a topic that's, uh, you know, near and dear to all of our hearts. Right. And she's writing about, you know, that these courts often follow what the culture is, right? And we've seen that the belief system in COVID jabs was so strong initially, but it's waning rapidly and that the courts are starting to rule in favor of challenges to these things. So. Even again, not that I want to have to rely on the courts, but there's a reason there's a judiciary and an executive and a legislative. We wish they were all functioning properly. But uh, she is saying that there is a genuine shift in the culture impacting the courts. What is your perspective, you know, in your journey through the courts over the years? Yeah, I think she's actually very, very much on top of things. And she's a very bright woman. I've had the pleasure of interacting with her a number of times and she's no slouch. I mean, she's very smart. And uh, this observation is great. I mean, we are seeing these victories over and over again against the mandates, uh, the Supreme Court victories that have been had, as well as the lower federal courts. And uh, it's it's liberating. It's fabulous to see the courts finally uh, rise up against this. And it is oftentimes the case that the courts will come in after uh, a period of darkness where we've had government overreach and express the violations that take place. 
and constitutional terms. And that's what is happening here. Fortunately for us, it happened still while these uh, abuses were very much alive. And um, it's it's helped a lot of people to see. I'm laughing. I'm sorry. I'm hearing Andrew in the background. That's, that one that one sounded like the like the MGM lion like at the beginning of I've been uh, really feeling as though there's some animal in here other yeah. than but uh, yeah he's thoroughly exhausted and you know what I love Andrew <laughs> Andrew is a great guy honestly oh, yeah he's, he's a he's a great hearted man an intelligent guy but now we're gonna rib him he's now permanently yeah. ensconced in the Robert Scott Bell show Hall of Fame he for story. He's made history he'll be a part of the show in fact uh, there may be excerpts of this show broadcast around the world um, <laughs> Robert it's um it's it's a sign that we've overworked him but that's all right that's what <laughs> Campaign manager, he's a hardworking guy. He is, and I'm, I'm like, I'm looking forward to this because he's like, he can't hide from this. It went out to the whole world. Isn't that great? <laughs> I don't yeah. know what his wife is going to say, but we'll, we'll have to see about that. Well, there may be some uh, family problems that arise, but nonetheless, yeah, we have good humor from it, so that's worthwhile. Oh, it, it is, it is. So tonight, again, we're going to do. A, a wonderful presentation. It seems like we have some of the same musicians coming back. The, the beautiful gospel singer. Yeah. And uh, it's a it's a nice little venue. Uh, it's going to be a very intimate setting. I think uh, if you guys know anybody in the Richmond area, Glen Allen area of Virginia, and then tomorrow here, yeah, Super Don has it, the Rally to Save America Central uh, Virginia edition is Richmond, 6 o'clock uh, this very day. If you're listening or watching live, it is the uh, 30th of March, 2023. And then the 31st of March, we'll be in Leesburg for a similar event and meet everybody and share the, you know, the great stories and the inspiration that we have in saving what we believe is is very important to save here for our children and their children uh, yet to be, in fact. And I know others want to say, give it up. It's too late. It's over. And I, I understand the sentiment. I do. You never give up on freedom. No, you but that's the, we can't give up on freedom. I, no, and that's why we're jumping in. Because, I mean, we, we, we could just say, oh, well, maybe someone else will do this. I don't like how filthy it is in the cesspool of Washington, D.C. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not going to get in there and fight for our country. But look, if everyone said that, we would just have the cesspool, right? We need to get in there and drain the swamp. But we also need to get in there and do a massive reversal of what has been done to us Mm -hmm. by progressive policies that have expanded the state at the expense of liberty for over a century. And uh, that means we've got to pick up uh, the mantle and take on the struggle and defeat the enemy and win this battle for freedom. It's, we have no choice. It's not an option to be free if you're a person who loves freedom. It's a necessity. And that's why we're doing it. Yeah. And, and uh, man, I... I... The other thing is like what we meet these people, like the waitress, particularly at the diner last night, she's, she didn't get the jab. That's another aspect of the tenacity. And not only that, she explained that she was very much pressured to do it, that she had yeah. been in the military yeah. and that she had been pressured over and over again to do this. And she utterly refused, uh, even though she was under tremendous pressure to do it. Yeah. And so she wasn't just a bystander in this whole thing that, you know, the, the wind swept through and knocked down people in the, in the way, but she happened to be undercover. No, she no. was in the middle of the storm and she refused to be vaccinated. So what I, does that tell you? Of, of, of our, of our, uh, of our strong support. Yeah. And thank you, Kelly, for your, thank your, you. your kind words as well. 
But the tenacity of each individual here is is phenomenally important. You can't underestimate, you can't overestimate. I mean, it, it, it just it isn't just that Jonathan Emore is running to be in the U.S. Senate. Yes, that's one aspect of when we talk about tip of the spear in the spear. But people like that that are unwilling to comply with unconstitutional mandates, you know, are the strongest thing that we have in America, in addition to the support for your efforts to get in there and, and clean it up from the inside, too. And to me, it's everything. But oh, I'm inspired and we're inspired we by someone like that. We have to do this together. This is why I'm trying to build this coalition of patriots, all of us working together to achieve this objective, because this is our way of winning back our freedom. This is how you do it. Yeah. And we need to get together and fight for it because the other side is not sleeping as, you know, our, our friend, well, Cheryl, Andrew. you know, socialists never sleep. That's true. Yeah. They're absolutely relentless in their pursuit of total control mm-hmm. uh, over us and deprivation of our liberties to give them the greatest liberty that they hope to achieve ever at our expense. I mean, the only ones who are free in a, in a communist state are the leaders of the communist state, and they cannibalize and kill one another. So there's only one left. But uh, that's the story. They're, right, they're in for it. They've, they've, they've uh, heavily drunk the socialist swill and believe it to be the sweetest tasting, and they're utterly uh, deluded. But we yeah. need not go down that road and follow them. We can, we can demand freedom, and we can make sure that they have no influence over our future. But we have to do this together to make that yeah. possible. All right, y'all check it out, emord4va.com. We have it linked up at robertscottbell.com. And uh, Jonathan, go and rest your voice and uh, tell when Andrew, when he wakes up, he was the star of the show today and he didn't even. Andrew, Andrew is up now. He's no oh. longer snoring. Or if he's snoring, he's he looks like he's awake. He's oh, awake. Andrew, we got yeah. stories to tell you, buddy. This is going to be great. It's going to be a great rest yeah, of the trip. It's been broadcast worldwide. Everyone knows what Andrew sounds like when he's <laughs> You want to see Andrew? I might just show you. I'm going to show Andrew. He wants to hide there like that. But there he is. There is Andrew. Andrew. See Andrew? Andrew. waving. There he is. There he is. Awesome, Andrew. Well done. Well done, my friend. So we're going to give Jonathan a a chance to rest his voice up for tonight. Uh, I'll be be welcoming folks there and just kind of keeping it moving along. But it's, uh, you know, an honor to be part of this. I really feel like history in the making when we're together doing these things and inspiring others and being inspired by others like we have been on this trip. Uh, to uh, rekindle those fires of liberty like we like to do each and every week here with you, Jonathan. You bet, buddy. I'll see you in a minute. All right. See you soon. Bring food. This is the Robert Scott Bell Show. Uh, Glad and honored and just humbled to be here, too. Having a great time on the road. Thank you all for your support. And uh, please uh, stay connected. We've got a lot of announcements of upcoming events, special deals available to you next hour, and a lot of other stories uh, that Super Don is uh, collated for me to recover uh, or cover, let's say recover and cover uh, and and the questions of the day as well. Some on water, some on forms of magnesium. Uh, so it'll be an interesting hour. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'll be here to find out. I hope you will be too. share the show. robertscottbellcom slash listen. We'll be back in just a moment because the power to heal is yours. All right, live from Atlas 42 in, where are we? Glen Allen, is that it? Yeah, outside of Richmond. And getting ready for a big party tonight, I'll say that, and a a patriotic party. 
an uplifting party with great music and uh, uh, actual rhetoric that is not off-putting or demoralizing, but really uplifting and inspiring. As Jonathan talks about what he uh, intends to do as a, you know, someone who really believes in this country and the Constitution, the limits it places on government. So that's coming up. Super Dot, I just sent you a picture. I just walked around the corner from me there where they're setting up. It's a beautiful stage backdrop. Uh, it's uh, in this. Um, it's not in here. You go. Yeah, you can see the stage that they're setting up for it. Um, and we're just going to have a blast tonight. And I'm just encouraging everybody to come on down if you're in the neighborhood or nearby or know somebody is near here or tomorrow in Leesburg, uh, Virginia, Northern Virginia. Uh, that'll be the event six o'clock tomorrow. So fun stuff happening. And, and it's funny, you know, the journey behind the scenes for me is like, all right, where do I get food when I'm out and about like this? And I'm not necessarily in control of my environment. So yesterday I looked online, you know, had the, that's where Super Don, the, uh, the technology is kind of cool where you're like, okay, I can look on the phone and say what, what organic options are there. And a lot of times it's not really, but you, you dig deep. And I found this place in Lynchburg called like Millie's cafe or something that was associated with the health food store. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we got some, uh, organic, what were they called? Jackfruit sliders, jackfruit sliders. Have you ever had anything like that? Never. No. So jackfruit is an interesting fruit. It pulls like it, like you, it's like pulled pork. Obviously it doesn't taste like that. I've but, seen know, jackfruit yeah. at the, there's one, um, store here, Sherm's Thunderbird. You're familiar with it. Yes. Yes. They sell and it. There. They've yeah. got a great health food section over there, but, yeah. uh, they also sell a, a wide variety of different types of exotic produce and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And when I first saw a jackfruit, I was just like, wow, that's something I would throw at somebody I was trying to kill. <laughs> I mean, yeah. no, it's it, literally, inside, it's like inside, a, not the outside, a giant, yeah. a giant yeah. thing with sp- spikes and stuff yeah. on the outside of it. And it's just like, it's like a cousin. huge. Yeah, it's, like it's like a, a cousin to that stinky fruit from Thailand, but it doesn't stink. Uh, and uh, they did a good job. It was really delicious. I had that and an organic smoothie of some kind. Then we went back for breakfast, had a, one of those bowls, organic bowls and things, and, and another nice. smoothie this morning. And uh, this afternoon, I found a place called Organic Crush with a K. Uh, hopefully, they'll have time to get it before 5 o'clock today because they look like they have some really good good things as well, like a Korean organic Korean barbecue or something. I'm like, ooh, I'm excited about potentially eating that. Uh, maybe after the show, I'll have to figure out a way to do that. But uh, we end and it closes. So I'm hoping that somebody, is anybody in, in earshot of me that knows where that is, bring me some food, please. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, I will fast. Not, not, Are you I don't hungry? Today. Are you hungry, Robert? On the road, man, it takes a lot out of you. But no, yeah. if, if tomorrow is the day of fast, so I just want to make sure I, yeah, I can eat well before that if I can. I'll, otherwise, I'll make it no matter what. But anyway, that's the adventure of me on the road. I do have some organic food bars to keep me going, some some trail mix, organic stuff. And so this is the kind of stuff I plan for. This is my lifestyle for years. And I don't complain about it. It's just, um, I, I, uh, as I'm watching people eat the diner food last night, I'm like, dude, I remember when I could eat that food and it wasn't a good scene back then. Although, you know, you enjoyed the ability to do things, but I was always sick. I was always digestively compromised, but nobody had ever said, Hey, maybe the food matters in, you know, at the same time, when you're on the campaign trail, you go everywhere and you got to eat stuff. I don't personally, I'm not a candidate, so I'm okay with that. But I love speaking the of di- di- digest. What did you say? Digestive compromised? Is that what you, you called it? I, I might have said that. I don't know. Digestively compromised. Play back the tape, something like that. Yeah. So tell me something here. I, you know, yeah. one of the things that we talk about here on the show and have for many years and yeah, heard a lot about from our, our friend, our, our late friend. 
uh, Chris Barr. Yes. Uh, was the can jest. Yeah. And I discovered just recently that, because listen, with the can jest, you know, that's one of the things that you you do in conjunction with with the selenium and the chromium sure. and the silica. Uh, it, you know, it's a tea. And you, you, you put it in water and you drink it and, mm-hmm. and you, for some people, you hold your nose and yeah. cry because uh, it, it's, it has a very uh, unique taste. Um, but I just found out recently that it comes in capsule form too. Did you know oh, that? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it does. But it, it's not as effective because it really, it really activates in warm water. And so if you take it in a capsule, you have to activate it in your own digestive system. Right. It's a little, little more little slower in action. And I think you probably have to take more. uh, Yeah. What is the quantity? Remind me, you're supposed to put how much in water? A level teaspoon. Teaspoon. A level teaspoon, yeah. Right. Because it it comes in a little tiny thing. You get this from Jonathan at choosetobehealthy.com. Right. Uh, But, yeah, Leslie's on, and she says it's not nearly as potent in capsule form because, again, it's not activated in the warm water before it comes in in the quantity that we need for therapeutic benefit. And that's what Chris Barr's message was, not a doc about right. how to make it work for people that really right. needed the help. And let's face it, a lot of people need that level of help. Indeed. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. If you're if you're confused about how to take it, there you go. We got you covered now. So for All digestive right. help. Now, of the stories you sent me for hour two, Super D, and I want to get to them in a moment, um, you know, some of these for me are like, are we rehashing the same thing over and over, except that there's more revelation and so-called scientific validation to back it up, like what COVID jabs have done, the disaster that they are. But as Mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't matter if science could win the day, we would have won this argument a long time ago. It isn't about that. It's about, you know, who who profits on on some level and not just economically, but in a power play perspective, Mm -hmm. you know, if we can get everybody to accept the mandate. Now, before we go into this first story about the, the real economic and disastrous death toll to the COVID jabs, uh, I do want to uh, say thanks to some of those folks that make this message of health, freedom, and healing liberty possible. And you can always go uh, to the uh, the banners on the side of the page or at the top of the Robert Scott Bell Show website. There's a more, a link that says more, and that will give you, you know, the, I, I forget what it's called, like the discounts. I think Advertiser it is. discount discounts. codes. Yeah. So if we can go through that, especially for new listeners, people that are on, on board today, maybe I, it might be a review or a reminder for some of you. So if you can put that up on the screen and we can scroll through that real quick and want to say, uh, shout out and thank you to those that have supported us and that still support us. And that includes our uh, uh, energy bits, which we get a great 20% discount off of. That's a spirulina and chlorella that is super clean, super convenient. And my wife is just loving it. She's getting so much energy from it. Energybits.com and you get 20% off with the code RSB20. Our friend Babri, who I've got a great interview coming up. I hope that I think Sunday we're going to air it uh, with a mother and a daughter. And this daughter was damaged significantly by the the HPV shot when she was a teenager, early, early teen years. And her journey back to health is, a, is one you want to hear. And it includes finally finding the Folium PX, like my mom has from Folium products. And you go to foliumpx.com, you can use the code RSB, I think it's 10, yes, RSB 10, uh, to get a 10% discount on that. And you'll learn all about that super antioxidant. We've got discounts on Sovereign Silver and Sovereign Copper. You can also... Um, get Cardio Miracle at 20% off. I think the discount code is RSB. Yeah, RSB. And uh, if we go to Silverite Global for the uh, silver pillows, there's an RSB 20 code. And Nutritional Frontiers has the RSB 15, which includes the sale items. When they do 15 to 20% off of things, you can still use the RSB 15 code on top 
On top of that, choose to be healthy as an RSB5 code. And that you can get all of the whole food supplements we talked about, can just briefly, uh, and just uh, 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 just such an array of things that, you know, like the selenium we use here, uh, the form of chromium, stuff that our friend Not a Doc had re- referenced and recommended. And Jonathan has been a long time, uh, you know, from his dad forward uh, to support uh, our efforts here. And we talked about probiotics yesterday as well. They have the good kind that I still use. Uh, let's see what else we got on that page there, Super D. Free ounce of Kratom, if that's still available, I don't know. Goldback, we got discounts for Goldbacks for you with the RSB code. And uh, any on the discount code. Yeah. Other than that, Trinity School of Natural Health is starting up new classes really soon. And I hope you consider one of the largest startups of the year at trinityschool.org. Trinityschool.org will get you plugged in. And so much good, so much good that these folks are doing. And the fact that they're part of the Robert Scott Bell Show tells you about their level of integrity and commitment to this health, freedom, and healing liberty mission that we are on here. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I'd shout out to Professor Carl West, our buddy out there. He mentions Chris Barr was a top student of his dad's at the Academy of Lymphology. And yeah, you were also in, a good friend of Chris over the years. And I know and we have hung out together at various health freedom expos. So Professor Carl West, nice to see you in the audience as well. Um, but yeah, this is a, a journey that we've made many friends. We've lost some along the way. They're like family, and I would say if you haven't considered coming to the family union that Leslie is hosting in Southwest Missouri, July 14th through 16th, that's another great event among many upcoming events that we have, including this weekend with Nutritional Frontiers at uh, Clearwater Beach. Uh, Then after that, the Be Healthy Utah Expo, BeHealthyUtah.com. That is the 21st and 22nd of April, a, a Friday, Saturday event. I'll be speaking live, lecturing, and uh, broadcasting from that event. And then afterwards, we'll be heading to Nashville, Tennessee with Drs. Terry and, and Stu Warner. And a lot of our friends will be there at that event. That's going to be a big one. And that's the April 28th, 29th, and 30th event. Then we have the, uh, well, I think right after that is Advanced Medicine. Uh, it's the Memorial Day weekend Advanced Medicine Conference with Dr. Batar and many of our friends there at that one. St. Louis, Missouri, if you haven't considered going please click on that link and get tickets and there's the family union. And then later in September, we're going to be in back in Las Vegas. It's been a while since I've been there. Uh, I'm usually there, but I don't tell anybody because what stays there stays. No, I'm just teasing, whatever. It's just a commercial. Yeah. I wanted to see if I can get a response out of super Don anyway, but uh, good, good folks, good things happen in there as well. So thanks for plugging in and being part of this great journey back to freedom, back to health freedom. So uh, I don't know, super D I kind of set that story up that you found about 300,000 deaths and $147 billion damage to the economy in 2022 alone. Now, this is a guy that, that uh, did this or, or somehow ushered this study in who wrote a book about um, COVID, you know, the unknown causes or the, you know, the wrong causes, what the Edward Dowd, I think, and he worked with two PhDs on this. Um, still, as I said, if it was science, we had that one a long time ago because they didn't have science on their side. For those of you who aren't sure about that, Watch the documentary film, Utah Safe and Effective. Go to utahsafeandeffective.org and you can see all of the validated science that we presented on top of other things. It isn't about the science. This is about power. This is about wanting to dominate the world through government to mandate participation in a system that is so corrupt and so deadly that it is indeed the third, first, second, or third leading cause. It's right in there, one, two, and three, maybe all of the above modern medicine, to promote the use of experimental injection, mRNA technology. What do you see here, Super D, on this screen? 
some scary numbers. Um, I mean, this oh, is, yeah. I, mean, I mean, really, yeah. estimated human costs, 26.6 million injuries, 1.36 million disabilities, 300,000 excess deaths. And then, you know, I mean, that, that's bad enough. The economic costs, $89.9 billion of economic costs from injuries, $52 billion in disabilities, $5 billion, $5.5 billion excess deaths. Mm. These are huge numbers. Now, you know, the, the thing you have to ask yourself is, uh, why aren't you seeing this anywhere? Mm-hmm. I mean, what is this? Is this Edward Dowd is a, is a uh, crank? Uh, he, you know, he's, he's, uh, just making this up. He's a con artist. Yeah, no, they, they go through the methodology. I mean, th- this is a serious inquiry. This is not a, uh, you know, let's just throw out the numbers and see if they stick. I would love to get Edward Dowd on the show so he could discuss the, we could, you could bring these numbers up on the show. Yeah, that would be great. I think we that would be a good that. idea if he'd be willing to come on. Yeah, I would love that's, to. Have that's, that. I mean, that's just, yeah. <laughs> you can't ignore these numbers. They're, t- I mean, granted, you know, this government throws the, the, the billions around like it's nothing. So, you know, but I mean, come on, you know, even if the, let's say that the criticism was, well, that those aren't accurate numbers. Are you going to tell me that it's zero? Right. Yeah. How close are they? Right. Um, what's the name of his book that he wrote? I'm just looking down on this thing. It references it. So I don't think we've covered it on the air. It says he's author of what? Dude, I'm sorry for the silence. No, trying to trying to find out. I remember he had written something. I didn't see anything about the book mentioning it, but maybe it, maybe I imagined it. Edward Dowd. Yeah, Cause Unknown. There it is, right up front. It's the author of Cause Unknown: The Epidemic of Sudden Deaths in 2021 and 22. See, you know, and this is this is for me the point that you if somebody tries to shout you down talking about this, it's so intellectually disingenuous because the all cause mortality stats did not really increase in 2020 of, you know, the year of the pandemic. This is when it exploded on the scene. The explosion of excess deaths only happened after the COVID jabs were introduced. And of course, super Don, your skeptic, you know, mind, you know, you can get into them. They just, you know, they use that famous word. Oh, it's just a coincidence, you know, or, you know, any number of ways that they denigrate you just calling you names rather than addressing the incongruities into their claims that we had a massive pandemic in 2020 and it was only well, solved. I, the excess deaths true. they would say would be COVID. Those were COVID deaths. People right. died of COVID. We had a pandemic, you know, I mean, people died. Except and so of course the there deaths, were excess deaths. Except the deaths weren't happening and those who were not jabbed relative to the quantity that happened in the jab. So they don't want to, that's where they have to shout at you because each time you throw back. Well, then they would say, listen, there was a mass vaccination campaign that was taking place. Lots of people were getting vaccinated. Now, out of those people, did people die? Of course they did. Some people, they, they didn't get uh, the, the immunity because they had compromised immune systems. The vaccine didn't take. They still died of COVID. Uh, they, you know, they but Super D, they still have to explain why the people who didn't get the jab fared better overall in terms of all-cause mortality. Well, then you get into a battle of whose science is accurate and whose isn't. Yeah, again, the, the, point, is, <laughs> the point is it's, it's not about the science for them. It's yeah. not. It's only about a, a religious uh, fervor or dogma. And anybody that questions yeah. it, we're going to destroy you. That's their intent and intent. And that's the thing about this Tim Kaine guy. I, I'm just like looking at this guy. I'm like, you really don't want to win this, the next t- round of Senate, you know, vote to, to, to be senator again because he votes like 
like a numb nut. I go, well, I'm not voting for this to end the uh, the the emergency one month early. I'm like, what? I mean, it's like, you're going to have to tr- explain that later, buddy. It's not going to go well for you. Uh, but these are the people that are what we call true believers. They're in a cult. Yeah. They're absolutely in a cult. So what do you think uh, about direct consumer advertising, Super D? The U- U.S. and New Zealand are the only places that allow pharmaceutical manufacturers to directly advertise their prescription products to the public. Uh, it, it, it's an interesting thing. Cause I don't know when, when did you first learn about that? I, you know, mm-hmm. and I think probably a lot of people, I'm assuming anyway, Yeah. Uh, you grow up, you turn, you know, you watch TV, there's drug commercials. It's just a part of watching TV. Right. And it's mm-hmm. gotten r- really intense over the last 20 years or so. Yeah. Um, but, and I don't know when that started exactly, but, uh, I didn't realize until much later in life that we're like one of like two countries that do this. Mm-hmm. I've just figured it was just normal. It was just a commercial, you know, that, that right. uh, drug companies pay money and they have commercials like Cheerios does or whatever, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I think that's an interesting thing how it's like here in, in the United States, somehow they made it, uh, you know, legal you know, to, to do so. So yeah. what do I think about it? Yeah, I think it's a joke. Yeah, and it's, it's annoying, a dangerous joke though. But it's very profitable for the uh, media. In fact, well, CNN, it is yeah. MSNBC, even Fox would have to curtail Fox a news. big, significant part of their budget. Hundred percent. Didn't have big, big pharma. All of the now. news, but it's not even the news channels. But it, interestingly yeah. enough, it's the news amazing. channels mm-hmm. are heavily funded by pharmaceutical companies. Yeah. But here's the kicker on this whole directed consumer advertising thing. Mm-hmm. We found out just recently, and this article goes into it as well, that they took a look at the advertising, you know, did a study on that, and they found that the drug companies have a tendency to advertise and spend more advertising dollars on drugs that are not selling well or Mm. that are not performing well. So you have a drug where they're finding that it really isn't doing a great job at uh, healing or, you know, doing anything, helping people. Sure. Yeah. Uh, that the, the uh, it's not doing much better than placebo, right? You know, the science is coming out and showing, eh, you know, this drug kind of sucks. It's not really, not really doing much. Yeah. And they will end up advertising that drug harder than they will the other drugs. And so how can you look at that and not see that this is, they're just trying to make money marketing products. It doesn't matter if they work or not. And if they're not working, they're going to charge harder, you know, into the advertising realm to try and get, let's, let's build up demand. We need now, to sell more of these here. We've got a bunch of backlog, you know, back stock here. We got to get this out yeah. the door. Yeah. Check out this paragraph. Um, of course, there are proponents of, of the advertising, uh, the pharmaceutical drug companies, whatever they say that the direct to consumer messaging allows a more informed consumer and patient, one who can better engage in discussions with their doctor. Okay. Now, what's happening here? We're talking about messages from big pharma about their products. Are they going to be in any way, shape or form in their advertisements going to say anything negative about the products other than the side effects that they're referencing if they make a claim for the drug? Because if they actually say what the drug is for, they have to list the side effects, a little bit of them, right? Real fast at the end. But if they just put butterflies and, and you know, uh, buffaloes coming out your butt and going, oh, look at all this wonderful stuff happening. Then they don't have to say anything about side effects because they didn't tell you what it was. They're just saying, request this drug when you go to your doctor. Listen, I, okay, so I'm going to call BS on this because I'm on just what? thinking, what, 
think of these <laughs> these drug commercials you see on TV. When was the last time that the drug commercial did anything other than go, our drug is really great for yes. diabetes. Yes. Look at the children playing in the park. The right. butterflies are flying by. So tell me how you, that's more informed. How's that? Yeah. yeah. I mean, when you go into the doctor, what is it you say? Hey, I saw this commercial. Yeah. Uh, and I want to be able to run in the park with children with butterflies and clowns too. Can I have this drug, please? Yeah. It's not like it goes into the science of the drug or something like that. It's a sales pitch. Right. So when we, we talk about a better informed consumer, let's say that the, uh, uh, the consumer comes in because they've actually done some homework on the internet. They've actually read some peer reviewed publications because yes, you can find PubMed on the internet. You can research articles on the internet and you come into the, your doctor and go, uh, you know that drug you wanted to prescribe? I just read about that. That's really yeah. not good. Now, is that not a better informed consumer? Oh, it's just the wrong information we didn't want you to have. So I think it's that rare. That's just rare. You call BS. Exactly. Yeah. This is something that is so nonsensical that these direct consumer it's it's for informing our, you know, we want better informed. No, you don't, because when they're better informed, they'll come in and reject those drugs and those shots. And then they'll say, <gasps> misinformation. Because it wasn't our advertisement. You see right. what happens if we don't get the advertised? Misinformation gets out, and they and then they they don't take our drugs, dude. It is so so ridiculous. So yeah. I would say, and I'm not into banning stuff. Again, this is because the libertarian in me gets is problematic because there's so much deception of big pharma with their advertisements. But if they didn't have the capacity to direct consumer advertise their toxic poisons, um, we would be all be a lot healthier, I believe. And guess what? There'd be a lot more. Let's say of if I could say closer to a level playing field in the media world, if they weren't getting billions and billions and billions of dollars from big pharma to what editorialize the airy fairiness of the wonderness of the miracles of big pharma in the, the evening news, the 24 hour news networks, the daytime talk shows that say, get your flu shot. All mm -hmm. of that would not be happening. It's only happening because of big pharma money supporting their right these conflicts of interest you eliminate that and now suddenly big big pharma doesn't have the leg in to just provide b-roll to every news organizations to show everybody should be afraid and get 10 shots you see how this works you eliminate that now they have to pay attention to actual news stories and they don't go to the reporters hey whatever you do don't pull, cast a negative light on the flu shot or the covid jab because our advertisers will cut us off now they're gone now they actually have to do some actually news reporting right. and they're not going to stop because their editor says, if you cover that story in this way, we're done. We lose a billion dollars of revenue every year. You see how the news is corrupted via that advertising channel. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Follow the money. Sticker. Yeah. Yep. And same uh, thing goes with politicians. You know, yeah. there's great websites out there where you can go. And you can see how much money these individual uh, politicians are, how much money they're given to their candidate yeah. uh, by pharmaceutical companies. ProPublica? Yeah, ProPublica. Yeah, and well, that was Docs. Yeah, Docs. And that was another great one. That was, yeah. do uh, what was it, Dollars, Dollars for, for Docs? Dollars for Docs, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I, I talked about us getting fatter and sicker. Even the World Health Organization is compromised. Not that you didn't know that already here on the Robert Scott Bell Show, but the WHO is now considering adding obesity drugs to essential medicines list. So if the WHO gets its way and, and rules over all countries in the next pandemic, they will somehow mandate ob anti-obesity drugs because of the link that they say, oh yeah, obesity, people who are obese are more likely to succumb to COVID or whatever else. So we will now force you to accept, you know, 
mandatory. It's mandatory. Yeah, they you know, love the mandate. Mandatory, not only COVID jabs, but anti-obesity drugs. Uh, you, you think I'm, look, this is the, the level of conflicts of interest that are playing out on the international global scale. Big Pharma runs the planet. Not really, but in terms of the minds of many people on planet Earth, in the Western world especially, we are bred and ingrained and indoctrinated to believe that every ailment, illness, symptom, emotion is evidence of a drug deficiency, somehow a shot or a drug deficiency from the pharmaceutical church, you know, that pharmacia, that sorcery. And so as the WHO is considering adding obesity drugs to the essential medicines list, does that happen like naturally or artificially? You think that the many members of the WHO in their countries, you go into the heartland of wherever their countries are and say, my gosh, these obese people, they lack fen and redux or, or Xarelto, right? We need to get Xarelto. We need uh, charities. We need the U.S. to put in the wealthy countries of the world to put in more money to the WHO because they're, 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 they're hogging all the Xarelto for the fat people that want to get skinny. Nothing to do with malnutrition, nothing to do with microbiome destruction, nothing to do with genetic engineering, pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, nothing to do with uh, fake fat, you know, the hydrogenated oils, the trans fats, etc. Nothing to do with toxins. It's all about, oh, well, now we've got to get obesity drugs into poorer countries of the world, like the shots that they've tried to convince you. Be a good steward of the people of planet Earth and give more money to the WHO controlled and owned as well by the pharmaceutical church. So uh, like you guys want the WHO to rule you, apparently many Democrats and some Republicans have no problem with that. Allowing Biden to sign us up for that uh, IHR or whatever it is, IHA. Um, International health regulations. Yeah. IHR, yeah. right. So yep. that the WHO would have total control over our ability to say, this is what we're going to do or not do. They go, no, 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 you have to do this. You're, you're in the, and then there are senators and, and congressmen are going, yeah, Biden could do that. It's not really a, a, a treaty. I think the Senate just voted against uh, prohibiting Biden from doing that, yeah. which is controlled by the Democrats. At this point. Yeah. And they're probably Republicans that signed on to it as well. So yeah. we need John you know, in there. Stop this nonsense. Uh, yeah, the absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Rand Paul needs a needs a wingman. Needs some help um, there for sure. Interestingly enough, in the, on this article, I, yeah. as I was scanning through it, I, I noticed that one of the things uh, that they're talking about uh, adding to this, you know, because mm -hmm. obesity drugs. What are the obesity drugs? There's several out there that they would call obesity drugs, but you know, as of late, the big craze on obesity. Uh, medication has been Ozempic, right? And oh, there's also I, another I, I, one. I, Zarelto. I, I meant Ozempic. You that said Zarelto, yeah. Yeah, but I meant yeah. Ozempic, yeah. But yeah, I mean, here here you've got this this one here they call Wegovi. And I, I was like, you know, I've heard of this. What is that? Wegovi, apparently. The only difference between Wegovi and Ozempic is the available dose. Yeah. It's the same drug. And so yeah. here you've got, I, I just, man. Yeah. Uh, the the company that made this, it's uh what did it say it was here? Speaking they of obesity, I, I got, sweetheart I got deal. Food delivery, food delivery. I think this is the uh Oh, somebody somebody uh, took care Andrew, of it. Andrew, our snoring man that we made fun of, brought me this uh <laughs> Korean barbecue from this organic crush place. So all right. Ooh, smells good. So I will good eat guy. today. Thank you, Andrew. So, <laughs> Novo Nordisk. Yes. That's the company that makes uh Wigovi. Uh-huh. 
how how in the in the heck did these guys get mm-hmm. uh the, the contract on this stuff i mean people are just, this, and this is supposed to be a diabetes drug yeah <laughs> that's the thing where it's like they, they they came out with this for diabetes they found out oh hey people are losing weight now it's become an obesity drug yeah and this is what they're planning on on uh including in this this uh who mm-hmm. essential medicines list and and there are people out there that are and like, it's a thing you're dependent on it. The way, yeah. from what I've what I've read, oh yeah, you is will, it'll, it, you will yeah. lose weight. Yeah, but as soon as you stop taking it, you gain the weight back. Mm-hmm. So uh, what work a work? what a great thing, oh. right? We'll we'll get the World Health Organization involved here. Yeah. I could see yeah. the guys at Novo Nordisk were just like, all right, guys, come on, we got to figure out how to how to to really sell this. This is a super popular. We're doing really good. We're selling it, selling out everywhere. Even the people with diabetes can't even get it. Uh, can you imagine that if we got in the door with the World yeah. Health Organization, where now mm-hmm. we'd be sending out our Ozempic to all of the the you know the the third world countries mm-hmm. that are dealing with obesity? Man, we are just going to make billions of dollars on this because now the World Health Organization is going to say it's essential. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, dude. <laughs> that, that, you know how wow. obvious this is. If we can find this out and figure this out, how is it that? Well, the people in our government that are all for WHO control over us, I mean, they they know it too, but they're in on the gravy train. They're willing to sell out their people. And this is true of, of people all over the planet. People that have no sound principles or believe, let's say, everything is so corrupt that I don't even want to bother to stand on any principle because what does it get me? It doesn't work because everybody's cheating. Everybody, you know, and, and that's where they want us to be because at that point, the bad guys take over. Nobody's willing to stand up on anything because everybody's cheating, right? How many of you have seen? And if you want to compete, you got to cheat too. Well, exactly. And that's the right. view. And of course, that's where we have a loss of principle. I, th- I think, um, you know, disconnect from our source. And this to me gets into spirituality. And I know um, everybody in our audience, you know, has varied degrees of what that bel- belief in spirituality is or religion, formal or informal. But my point is, is we distance ourselves from the principles of, of creation itself. And, and those that, you know, have no religion at all, just observe nature and how nature works. Now, some would say, well, see, look, the, 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 the king of the jungle will eat anything. You know, so then they'll take that on. It's like, well, no, there's something else I'm asking you to look at here. The beauty and majesty of creation itself and how there is a balance to, to life. Now, there's also bigger uh, questions about continuity of life beyond this life that, you know, sometimes I talk about and some of you like it, some of you get offended by it. And it's like, this is part of who I am, what I like to talk about and do. But I just want to say that I'm not giving up just because we can point to a lot of people, Super Don, in our government, around the world that are corrupt, that will take money and sell you out in a moment's notice, or I've already done so and are doing so right now. I am not giving up because of that. That's not my way. I recognize they have choices to make. Hey, I got choices to make too. Do I want to dive into that cesspool and be like them just because they seem to be getting ahead in whatever materialistic way? I'm like, mm-hmm. no, that materialism is not important enough to me. I got, yeah, I want to take care of my family. I want to have a home, all that. But there's a lot that these people would do to, you know, disabuse you of any freedom, any freedom at all. And I'm not going to support that. Just because they they seemingly get all the best stuff or, you know, whatever perception is. It's like it's not that important. If it is, then you might compromise your values in that, in that regard. But that I think that's why many of you are here on this show. You realize we don't compromise in that way. That's just not 
not, I mean, if we've done that and in our lifetime, it's like we learn and we go, uh, no, that wasn't good. I don't want to do that ever again. And, uh, I'm just encouraging. We're not, count, we're not counting the checks that we got from Putin, right? Putin. Yeah. The rubles. Yeah. What do they look like, by the way? Do you have any rubles you can show? I have no rubles. I've not, never seen it. I have no rubles to show. No rubles to show. All right. Do we have, uh, what do we have? Questions of the day to cover and anything else in the chat room? Of course, if anybody's watching the show today or listening live later. Um, it, oh, you know what? I do have to tell you this, Super D. I don't think I told mm. you that. Uh, I, I apologize. I forgot his name. There's so many people I met last night. But there's a man that looked familiar to me, but I'd never met before, that I, I, in my memory at least. He was wearing a bright yellow like fireman shirt. He was a retired fireman. He drove an hour and a half with his friend to be at the Emord Save America event last night. And he came up to me, was so excited to say, hello, Robert, I've, I have, I don't know. He, it's like he said, I have all of your, it's like if you're a recording artist, I have all of your records. You know, he said, uh -huh. I, have, I have all of your podcasts stored in my computer and even on a backup computer. Like, what? Dude, yeah, that's pretty cool. You're, you're I'd say you're. And you don't remember his name? No, I, honestly, I oh. met many people last night. I know I'm bad, a bad you host, suck. bad host. I could probably <laughs> tap back into it, but as I'm doing this show right now, um, I want to talk. I want to talk to this guy. Yeah. So uh, if if we can, uh, and I apologize again. I it, you understand? I'm going to assume if he's got all of all of the podcasts. On I don't his know computer, how far back it goes, though. He's going to yeah. listen to this one. Yeah. So I'm going to so, say, shoot me an email. Yes, please. Tell, I, I want to know who you are. He said, if if I have questions or comments, can I send it to askrsb at gmail.com? Of course. And, and he yeah. said, and I said, yes. So he knows. And unless I sincerely apologize as this moment, um, there are too many names dancing through my head uh, gotcha. from yesterday's event and then today. But uh, I appreciate you so much for showing up for Jonathan and being there for us and sharing the show, which you, which I know you do. And uh, there were some other folks that uh, one one other person knew me from the truth about cancer. And I mentioned a farmer and his wife who will remain unnamed. And I will say it this for this reason, because anybody that does retail, that has a retail establishment, if you come out in, su in support of a freedom candidate or a Republican, even though he's more of a libertarian guy, like a Ron Paul guy, Jonathan, you risk getting canceled as a business by half of your customers. Like, how awful is that that you think? And who are who is the customers that are canceling? Let's just be honest right now. The li the ultra liberal Democrats that just don't want anybody that disagrees with them to have breath on this planet. Mm -hmm. It's astonishing. It used to be, man, you people disagreed about we've talked about this super D from Gen X. We have disagreements all the time. We have people that disagree. It was like we're still buddies, we're still pals. You didn't cancel your friends that you disagreed with. You yep. could you got along. You're like, hey, we got a disagreement on this. And but you like, know what? It's it's interesting because as the as culture has changed, mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately, some people that we would say, you know, yeah. we're pr we're proud to do the we're the Gen X people, yeah. right? Uh, but you know, like people are human and they they are influenced by that. I, I actually belong to a couple of Gen X groups on Facebook. Uh -huh. and it's fun because it's constant. You know, it's just all this thing. People put up memes about you know, stuff and people, you know, will will give each other crap, you know, about stuff. Yeah. Like we were brought up, right? We were, we were brought up and, and raised on sarcasm. I mean, that's yeah. just how, how we were. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there will be people that will come into that group and they're, oh, I'm a Gen Xer. Yay. I'm glad to be here. And so like that. And somebody will crack some joke or something they'll be like, oh, I can't. Oh, I'm leaving. You've oh, crossed the line. Then. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And, and everybody laughs at them. Just like, who are we, you? We you know, know you're not from that generation. I'm sorry. But it's true. Just because yeah. you were born a certain year does not make you automatically, though, 
yeah. uh, impervious to being influenced by wokeism. Sure. Uh, and some people fall into that trap, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, these folks, they they really love Jonathan and what he stood for. And, and in fact, we're going to maybe add some things on the agricultural side for Jonathan, you know, because food security, food freedom is a very important issue to many of us as well. And so that's going to be a nice addition coming up as so I appreciate you guys coming out and I don't want to in any way negatively impact your ability to interact with the retail world. Like it's a shame that you have to hide your beliefs because half of your audience or half of your customers would reject you suddenly because you believe differently than them. How sad is that? Just yeah. anyway, questions of the day, Super D, shall we? Um, Sure. Let's. I think we have two today. Yeah, here we go. First one's from Bill. Hi, guys. My wife is taking a D3 vitamin, 3,000 international units, along with this vitamin is magnesium oxide, 50 milligrams. I told her that oxide is harmful. However, a nutritionist told her that magnesium oxide, although not harmful, it is not all that helpful. Was I correct in telling her that magnesium (laughs) oxide was harmful? Uh, Thank you, Bill. No, your nutritionist is kind of interesting perspective on that because is is the magnesium oxide going to kill you? Like a drug, not likely, but it's going to quickly lead to bowel intolerance and diarrhea, for instance. Why they chose magnesium oxide in that formula, I'm not certain why they would do Uh, that. I mean, is there a problem with oxidation because it's an oxide? Well, it's already in that oxidated state. Right. It's already oxidized. So So um, you don't really have to worry about it, but you're not going to get the benefit from it that you're looking for. Yeah. As far as absorption of this magnesium, nah, not happening. If anything, it's going to, you know, irritate the bowel and cause you to go, Ooh, I got to run to the bathroom right now. Uh, Maybe that's a good thing for this person, your wife. I don't know, or maybe not, but uh, there are worse things to put in your body, but that's why I recommend primarily the mega food magnesium that I get from Jonathan at choose to be healthy.com because it doesn't irritate the bowel and you get absorption and utilization. So one tablet, maybe two at night and one, maybe two in the morning is significant. If you're dealing with uh, cramping issues or other things associated and even good, good bowel function, we need magnesium. We've talked about magnesium and copper being critical for ATP production, mitochondrial production of energy. So uh, magnesium in the right form is very critical. And there are legitimate forms of topical magnesium lotions for people that want to, you know, put it right over the area and need, that's fine. That's another way to get it in. Uh, but as far as ingesting a food form of it, that's the mega food brand we get from Jonathan at choose to be healthy.com. Use the code RSB five, get the discount. Now on the vitamin D side, I want to remind you that my concern with taking all of this di- vitamin D is like, are you utilizing it? Cause it's a fat soluble complex hormone. It's not a simple vitamin. Like if you took too much vitamin C, you'll, yeah, that you can get bowel intolerance and you can urinate it right out. It's a water-soluble thing. This is an accumulative thing, potentially, if you're not using it. And, uh, well, oh, good point, Chris. Yes, the oxide forms of minerals are oxidized, meaning they induce free radicals. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that they're not problematic, but they irritate, inflame, for instance. But uh, quantitatively, that little amount in that D3 probably would not be horrible, but I'm not recommending it. I'm not recommending the product. I wouldn't use it personally. Uh, So for your wife, you can let her know my perspective on that. But the D3 is what I wanted to talk about here. My concern of taking a fat-soluble complex, is it being utilized or will it accumulate, bioaccumulate? And there's where we found out one of the miracles of Cardio Miracle and its comprehensive array of of nutrients from food. It facilitated, as nitric oxide helps in, in, in this as well, 
the activation, in other words, to take the stored form of D in the body and turn it into the active form for utilization. And I was like, ah, oh, finally, somebody, you know, got to that point, which is my concern because there's so many metabolic dysfunctions and deficiencies due to deficiencies. In fact, that you can even put good things in, they may not be utilized at all. Here's another great example, Super D. I talked to a, a, a woman, she was in her 60s and her husband the other day, um, and it was a fascinating talk. She had had uh, bariatric surgery many years ago, and they did a bad thing when they did the surgery. In fact, she was bleeding to death internally, and they had to save her life. They thought she wouldn't live, but even after this, they said, well, maybe six, nine months to live based on your, you know, this is horrible what's happened here. You're just not going to absorb anything on and on it went. And so she has been severely copper deficient because obviously she continues to lose a lot of blood. It's been ongoing. They said she wouldn't live, but they didn't listen to the doctor and they prayerfully followed other ways to go. And she was still alive some years later, but still having problem with getting her so-called iron levels up. But technically she understood copper was very important for iron. And so she had even gotten, you know, massive, prescription forms from doctors, even infusions of some kind to bring the, the copper levels up and nothing was really working, causing them to go up. She got on the sovereign copper just twice a day, two tablespoons a day. And she described in a matter of a couple of weeks, her levels had risen up to places that they hadn't been with all of the medical intervention. I don't know for 10 years. Mm -hmm. And to me, this validates what I had suspected about the sovereign copper even at micrograms of copper, ridiculously low levels, because it is in that copper one, copper two, instantly absorbable, bioavailable and bioactive state that you could measure something as significant as what happened for this woman, that she was able to facilitate a rise in copper levels, even only at two tablespoons a day, which is what? Uh, one, one third of the adult RDI. And I know this is just a clinical anecdotal report, but it, it does indeed validate, maybe it's confirmation bias for me, but this came out of the blue, this discussion. I, do, I wasn't prompting her. She said, and I, and she said, and I found about the sovereign copper and I'm doing this and this has happened. I'm like, I'm not even taking three a day. I'm like, dude, this is, this is what I was just saying. That's Malabsorption cool. is real. Utilization or lack of utilization is real. And you can get the sovereign copper in you, even at micrograms, fractions of a percentage of what you totally normally would need. And it will get in even in a case where there's such compromise in digestive function, like it with her, with a bariatric procedure that destroyed absorption. And this form of copper is getting in and she's getting benefit. So amen, hallelujah. I'm, I'm grateful for that call. And I just, I've been on the go. I haven't been able to bring it up on the show till this moment. Uh, we had right. the time. So I think we have another question of the day coming through. What was the second one here? It's a short one. Oh, Erica, which home fil water filter system are you recommending currently? Well, same one I've been using for years at the sink level, Echo Water. Um, Paul Bertero, my friend, has uh, reestablished Echo Technologies. I don't know if you have the website linked up there, but uh, that filtration, they, and he offers home, whole house filtration as well. But for me, it's point of use right at the sink uh, where we filter through the Echo unit. And of course, we dissolve molecular hydrogen into the water. And there are portable units that they have as well for hydrogen. Not all of them are purification, though, like there's portable hydrogen units and there are others, forms of, of uh, technological advancements in filtration technology available, including RO systems that they provide uh, for you for the residential water system. So uh, if you have, uh, again, uh, was it Erica? Yeah. 
uh, reach out to uh, Echo Technologies. Is there an easy way to link there? Is there a phone the number? The website is echoh2o.com. Okay. So it's all no dashes or dots or anything like no that. No echoh2o.com. Okay. And uh, is there a phone number listed on that page or anything? Uh, it is or, a toll-free number. Okay. It is 855-737-1114. Okay. 855-737-1114. One four. One 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 four. Okay. Thank you. One eleven four. Okay. Beautiful. Beautiful. You Thank you. Bolden likes jackfruit. I, look, when it's done right, it's wonderful. I actually was very <laughs> impressed with it. They did great. You know, nature's an interesting thing. It's like it, it, it. It created jackfruit, mm-hmm. or God created yeah. jackfruit, whatever you want to say. <laughs> right. Uh, in such a way that it's like, what inspired somebody to walk over to the thing and go, hmm, I wonder if there's something tasty inside. Yeah. It, yeah, looks, it looks like a giant like alien meteorite, or, or I don't know, it looks, it looks yeah. like the, the coronavirus with the spike proteins or something. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. just, it's brutal. It looks like a piece of armor, ancient yeah. armor or something. Yeah. Somebody along the way said, Hey, let's cut that open, see what's inside. Well, and then mm. said, hey, this looks like pulled pork or chicken. <laughs> let's try to make it like that. And and so this is to me, this is more legitimate, way more than the let's say synthetically manufactured or genetically engineered. You have you know, you know, you have these things that, as you said, God, nature created. Use them if you can eat them and they're safe to eat, fine. Then make them however you want. Make it fun. Make it, you know, and and look, it's it can be done really right with the right, mm, just right sauce and stuff. I guess. Um, just the jackfruit seems to be screaming, don't touch me when I see one. Yeah, the outside. The yeah. inside's lovely. So uh, Diana uh, says, when I heard about the weight loss shot and how easy it was to make lose weight, I was suspicious right away. Fast pound shedding always has a catch and usually comes right back on when you quit the diet or shot. In this case, no way do I want to take a shot to get a number on a scale got to work for real results yeah now yeah. well you know i to each their own i mean do whatever you want to do i mean i think you should Don't have the right to use it the shot is going to really be helpful to you honestly it's uh it like i said it's 1500 bucks a month mm-hmm. uh and i know people that have used it yeah and they all oh, they've lost weight they do. Uh, of course, it's not it's not normal weight loss. No. And you can tell the difference on people yeah. uh, because most of the people that I've seen that have used this Ozempic, yeah. they look like the crypt keeper. <laughs> I, I, I'm not joking. Dude, and they, yeah. it, they do because yeah. the, the, the weight loss is, loss is so rapid. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, they lose a lot of weight out of their face. And they do that. You know, they... They feel, you know, they're happy because they've lost weight. And there's nothing, I understand that, you know, I mean, well, if you lose else, weight. Yeah. You f- in your situation, Mike, you, you, you know, your weight from high school to where you are today. Um, yeah. You know, what, I gained, I gained like 30, 40 pounds when I went to Louisiana. Right. And I, I never lost it. Yeah, I, I, I earned every pound and I enjoyed every pound. Um, so have you attempted to, you know, try to, or you're like, no, I'm, I'm fine where I'm at. I'm not worried about it. I need to do something. I know I need to do something because it's yeah. gotten to the point where it's like, oh, I've outgrown my shirts. You know, it's just yeah. like, the, no, you're not supposed to be doing that when you're in your fifties. Mm-hmm. But uh, in any case, um, yeah, I, I need to do something. But would I would I take that? No, no, heck no, no way, no you way. Know I'm gonna, would I take healthfully? I, I don't know if you've ever had to. You know, that's, the, that's the other question. Because never so had you, to what? 
to actually work to to drop weight for any reason. To drop weight? Um, you weren't a wrestler, right, in high school or anything? No. No, I, I actually, I've, I never have had to do that before. I never, I, you know, I think I'm up, I think I'm probably like 220 now. So what about the the jackfruit weight loss diet plan? No, I'll pass on the jackfruit. I just fruit. made that up. I don't know if that exists. But yeah. Could. You have to, you know, juggle jackfruit until you lose weight. You're like, ow, 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 ow. Yeah. <laughs> it's not about yeah. the weight so much as the toxins, my friends. Uh, helping your liver to do its job, even if you carry a little extra weight. That's not, to me, that's not the most critical thing. Uh, although some, you know, for a self, you know, how you like to look or feel, I understand that from that point. I'm not encouraging vanity, but yeah, everybody likes to look better, feel better as well. But my thing is more the feel, how you feeling, how you're functioning, how's everything doing. If you carry a little extra weight, don't let that be the obsession. Uh, cleaning up what goes into your body, much more important, and then the weight will be whatever it will be. Uh you know, especially if you're not over consuming, you know, like in Louisiana, like Super Don did, but it was so delicious, I'm sure. So, man, they know how to cook in Louisiana, I tell you. Leslie, you got to go to Louisiana, see if you can put on some weight. Me too. You and me will go there <laughs> after the uh, big event, union, family union. Uh, so that'll be cool. Oh, also, right. dude, Super Don, I've been so busy. I got to call the guy from uh, We the Patriots USA. I think it is their event in in, in Boise. I want to confirm it with him again. Brian so, Fest, uh, Festa? Festa? Yeah. So, Send me his number number again if you don't mind, and I'll sure. see if I, when I have a moment to do that. Okay. Then they're getting ready to crank up the event here, so I'm going to stop and eat some uh, Korean barbecue organic. I don't know what it is. It might be right. back fruit again. I don't know. But are it's, we uh, are we doing a bonus round? Uh, we could do a short bonus round. Okay. Just check in and see. So well, let's officially end. Yeah. Let's officially end the uh, yeah. the Robert Scott Bill show for the day. We'll come back in sixty seconds and see what's going on in the chat room. All right, Power to Heal is yours. Come see me in Virginia while we're here tonight, tomorrow, eh, back after this. All right, I'm just thinking of hanging out with Michael Bolden and eating jackfruit now. That'd be fun. Um, I'm going to start this dinner soon. Uh, I have uh, We have bagpipes here, and, and on the, the brief 60-second break, he was warming them up. You wouldn't have heard me at all. It was that. And right now we have one of the singers in the background. Uh, singing the uh, Amazing Grace, yeah. Beautiful. Oh, man, there's some such great talent, musical talent that's uh, joining us here, inspirational, patriotic, and, and even gospel-type music. Loving it. Well, as we were doing the show today, mm -hmm. something's happening in Tennessee. Have you seen this? No. What is it? <clears throat> I, I, I have not read this yet, but okay. I got a little alert as the show was going on, and I, it stuck in my mind. The, the alert said there's an insurrection taking place in Tennessee. Seriously? I'm like, hmm, what's that about? So I just I just looked into it here. By whose definition? Apparently. Control activists stormed Tennessee State Capitol in Nashville after trans shaman. Shaman? Is this a, is this a, a real article? It is. Uh, trans uh, shaman joined occupation of the Kentucky legislature as fears of a left-wing uprising loom ahead of the train. Yeah. Now, and this is another thing that I, I haven't read about, but I've seen some headlines. Yeah. There's something coming up that's called a trans day of vengeance. So apparently in, in Kentucky, yeah, uh, in a ca state capital in wow. Nashville, and there's some photos here. Apparently there's the people that are storming the uh, state capital. Right. I'm guessing this must be the trans shaman. 
Oh Maybe? my gosh. They're trying to uh yeah. Uh dude. Yeah. This, you know, this is the, the deranged anger of the left. Hold Man, on, I'll be right back. I'll be right back. Okay. Yeah. I'm looking at this article. I'm like, I, I don't know what the heck's going on other than if you live in anger long enough, you're gonna do some stupid stuff. And that's what I see happening here. This is really serious. And and you know, to have trans people a day of rage or what is this that they're doing? Are they going to use firearms even though they're anti-firearms? It's a good question. Question I have anyway. I don't know. It's the first time I'm seeing anything about this. But yeah, the people, the gun grabbers are so upset that they're going to kill people to, to make sure that you don't have ability to defend yourself, which makes less than no sense. All right. I don't know what happened to Super Don. I heard the dogs going bonkers. Oop. I can hear the. Uh... Can you hear that? Amazing Grace on the bagpipes. Pretty wild. I wonder what happened to Superdome. It's like uh, gone. Can't control it. There he is. Yeah, the empty uh, uh, room for Super Don. Well, if he's gone, I should go. Should I go? He just disappeared. He abandoned me. What's going on in the chat room? Let's see what we got here. Bonus round. We got Diana's thing. We had Chris's thing. We had Bolden's thing. Okay, no other comments. So I don't have the thing to play, though, that when we end the, uh, uh, the show, unless it's somewhere else. Let me see if it's somewhere else. Oh, there he is. Dude, what happened? Dogs, Sorry. dogs eating each other. No, what? no, no, no. FedEx was at the door. Oh, and it's, FedEx is one of those things where if you don't answer oh. the door when they're delivering, they don't deliver what it is they came to deliver. Oh, so you had, you had to get it. Okay, I understand. Sorry. All right, good to see. You. I'm glad everything's okay. But no, yeah, everything's anyway, good. Anyway, yeah. I just think the deranged <laughs> loony left at this point, if they're not being controlled and manipulated, another false flag. Who knows? But the idea that they, you know, you you foment anger so much and they don't get their way with gun, you know, gun bans, for instance that eventually they'll resort to violence, which will justify the reason why we also want to have guns to defend our lives if they're going to come after us because they don't want us to be able to defend our lives. Prior to forcing, so they forced themselves into the building, apparently, hundreds. Yeah. Um, and it was, it's obviously this is in reaction to the, uh, the, the latest yeah. shooting that took place. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, anyway, let's talk about what we're doing tomorrow because I want to eat. Okay. What are we doing tomorrow? Well, I know Michael Bolden's scheduled for the second hour, right? We've got Michael Bolden in hour uh, two, and okay. we've got somebody in hour one. Hold on. Okay. I was looking at this earlier. In hour one of tomorrow's Robert Scott Bell show, mm -hmm. we have got Brian Hooker. Oh, nice. Brian Hooker. Excellent. Yes. Then we have the Rally to Save America, 6 o'clock in Leesburg, uh, Virginia. Tonight. Hopefully to see you tomorrow. Tonight, of course, 6 o'clock here in uh, Richmond slash Glen Allen. Uh, then I head to the beach in Clearwater for the Nutritional Frontiers event. And that, uh, that's going to be great. And, dude, in the meantime, my Sunday show, I want to, um, if you can utilize what I recorded, it's a great, oh, such an important message from a young woman in her tw early 20s 
like my son's age, uh, and her mother. And we're talking about her injury from the HPV shot and her journey back to health and includes our friend Babri from Folium Products, foliumpx.com. Y'all check it out and you'll see how much this is important to recover, even those who have been traditionally, quote unquote, vaccine injured. So uh, you let me know, Super D, because I, I didn't get a full 56 minutes out of that interview. So what I need to fill in to, to make that work. And then I'm going to be doing some interviews when I'm on the beach in Clearwater with hopefully Judy Mikovich, Tracy Straub, Jamie Dorley, Joe Messino, and many other cool people. Okay, and this is for which day? Sunday. For Sunday show. Okay, yeah, yeah I'll take a look at it. Yeah, so let me know what I need we'll to do out. to fill out that 56-minute uh, slot that we usually try to do now every Sunday. And new new information, okay. yeah. And then I'll add more. I'll have some other interviews to go uh, when I'm there at the beach in Clearwater. I'll be interviewing a lot of folks. That's the plan anyway. All right. So, but got to get through uh, the Save America tour. I get to. I get to do this. This is so much fun. So much history being made here. You guys are making it too for being a part of the show and supporting us and everybody. So thank you for that. Uh, any other questions or comments coming from the chat room? If not, Diana heard the bagpipes. She loves them. They're, they're awesome. <laughs> guys, authentic. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, you go get something to eat and yeah. uh, make sure to take some pictures tonight. Yep. We'll get some more for tomorrow. And I'll see some of you guys here or all of you here if you're going to be online watching. And hey, Leslie, thanks for the cool show, party. Yay, Bolden. <laughs> all the good comments. Love that. Appreciate you. Thanks, Super D, for making it go so well. And yes, sir. Uh, we will see you all tomorrow, less than 22 hours from now. God willing. Thank you for being here. See ya.